1: The Kingstown Communion is a new United Methodist Church existing to gather people into communion with Jesus Christ through courageous conversation, creative community, and collaborating for the common good. For more information about upcoming events and opportunities to serve, visit our Facebook page, facebook.com.
0: Good morning, Kingstown Communion. My name is Betty Lynn Sprinkle. Our scripture lesson this morning is from the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verses 11 through 18. This is Jesus speaking. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own this sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: It took Jesus a thousand years to die. This, this begins the seminal work of two art historians, Rita Nakashima Brock and and Rebecca Ann Parker, who spent the best part of five years digging through some of the oldest art of our faith. They, They walked through the catacombs and searched through ancient basilicas and unearthed old pottery and to their surprise, they found that for the first 1,000 years of our faith, the primary image for Christians wasn't the cross. Whatever kind of cross you prefer, whether it's empty or with a corpus, that was not the church's image for the first 1,000 years these art historians teach us. The church presented God primarily as the Good Shepherd the image from our gospel reading today, adorned on the high ceilings of the first basilicas that the, that the first Christians began to inhabit, scratched in the walls of the catacombs on mosaics surrounding ancient Eucharistic tables, these, these art historians were shocked at how few crosses there were. And how over and over and over again, for the first 1,000 years of the church, what kept showing up was the Good Shepherd. Now about 1,000 years into the history of the church, this thing happened, where we started to try to recruit soldiers to kill in the name of God. And it turns out that having a Good Shepherd as your primary image doesn't quite compel people to kill in God's name. And so we changed our primary image from that of the good shepherd to the cross. But you ask any of the earliest church folks to tell you about God and explain to you who they've met in Jesus and and they wouldn't they wouldn't hand you a cross. Instead, they'd they'd take you outside and they'd tell you about the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd, says Jesus. I know my sheep and and they know. In fact, they know my voice, he says, and I, I call to them and they follow. One of the primary messages the early church, it seems, was trying to present to the world about the God who has met us in Jesus is that there is something wildly vocative <laughs> about God's presence among us. Something of a calling about God's presence among us, that this God and Jesus is continuously, relentlessly calling out to us, calling us out of death and into life, calling us by name, this divine presence the early church teaches us is recognizable to us because of its call. Learning to hear and heed that call, learning to understand this voice of the shepherd and to recognize and to follow that's the work of discipleship. Of course, that's not news for any of you who have been following Jesus for any amount of time. You know that you talk to any Christian about who God is. And eventually it's going to boil down to a call story of some kind. One day they heard God calling and suddenly they found their life set on a completely different trajectory. All of a sudden they were going to church. Who would have ever thought? Many of you have shared your call story with me. One of you told me that you heard God call you during a sermon. And I tried not to be offended by the fact that you were surprised by that. You were sitting there listening to a sermon in your living room, Chromecast it on your TV, and you said, "Suddenly, it was like God spoke directly to you and called you into a new vocation." And you pivoted. You listened. You listened to God, and you started a new career. And every day since has been like, like walking in green pastures, living. besides still waters. Another one of you volunteered one random Sunday afternoon at at the Lorton Community Action Center, and you were amazed to find that there was such need right here in Fairfax County. You were adjusting to the new normal of retirement, finding projects to do around the house, and suddenly you sense God calling you to more than just a honey-do list. The, the shepherd was calling you out into the field. The shepherd nudging you to get more involved at the LCAC, and now you find yourself fulfilled in a weekly rhythm of delivering meals and befriending homebound seniors in need in our area, called by the shepherd you never saw coming. And again, another one of you found fulfillment and and meaning in. It in a new place of work this year. Hallelujah, in the midst of a pandemic, a dental office where you now feel empowered to lead and to grow. And this week I watched you light up as you passionately shared about how you're you're connecting your office with rising hope, completely disconnected to the work of our church to provide dental care to those living among the Route 1 corridor, receiving resources and services, from this ministry and it's like the shepherd who restored your soul is now calling you and, and you can't shake that persistent voice leading you to help bring restoration to the lives of others finally i sat across from one of you this week as we marveled at how how this good shepherd was leading you calling you into pastures you never thought were for you allowed for you.
2: I want you to hear from Carly today. Hi everybody. Um, If you don't know me, I'm Carly. My wife, Megan and I have been attending Kingstown Communion for about two and a half years now. Some of you may already know that for the past year, I've been attending Wesley Theological Seminary in DC, but unlike Alyssa, our new associate pastor, I did not enter into Wesley with the intention of going into ministry. Um, We would be here all day if I went into all the reasons I decided to pursue um, seminary. But I would say the biggest overarching reason is that for me personally, I was just having a lot of faith struggles, a lot of issues with God, and I felt like, Seminary was the safest place for me to be able to, to wrestle and, and battle those issues and seek answers with people who were also learning about God. Um, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do with my seminary education. I, Like I said, I didn't enter into it with a clear purpose for what I would do with it afterwards. Um, So when I was going through the application process, Megan and I had a lot of discussions and and I decided to go into it with just an openness and a willingness to be guided, um, a willingness to to listen to God and to to trust that He was moving through the process with me and that he, He would speak to me somehow. Um, Michelle and Alyssa were both pretty convinced that I was going to switch my degree program to the Master of Divinity and seek ministry. Um, So I've spent the past year um, just sort of rolling my eyes and laughing and just adamantly saying no. Like that that was never going to happen. That was not my skill set. Um, That was not my comfort zone. I'm shy, I'm introverted, I desperately enjoy my free time, and so it's just been a hard no for me this whole time. But the thing about being open to the shepherd guiding you is that he will, Uh, he will guide you. Even if you're thinking, "Mm, I don't know about this. Um, And for me, if you know the parable of the 99 sheep and the one sheep that gets lost, that would be me if I were a sheep. Um, I would be that sheep that the shepherd is is guiding, um, you know, leading it where he wants it to go and knows what's best for it and knows where it's gonna be safe. And then I'm the sheep that's like, yeah, I don't know if I'm feeling this, but that over there looks really interesting. I'm gonna go check it out. Um, and then the shepherd has to come find me and, and shepherd me back where he was trying to lead me all along. Um, and so with that, the thing about being a lost sheep is that you can choose to remain lost or you can choose to be found. Um, you can pretend not to hear the shepherd's voice when he's calling you. And even if you, if, even if you don't think that you do know, you know the shepherd's voice. You know when it's God calling you. I didn't know that before. Um, But that's something that I've learned through this, is is you do know when it's God calling you. And so you can choose to ignore it or you can choose to go to him and let yourself be guided. So this past fall, I started feeling what I suppose was a curiosity um, initially about army chaplaincy. And I was active duty army for 10 years and then I actually got out about 10 years ago. And so when I started looking up chaplaincy in the fall, I quickly dismissed it because it just seemed insane to me to even consider. But then this spring, that curiosity returned, and it just became this persistent pecking that I couldn't shake. And so the more I explored becoming an Army chaplain, and the more I allowed myself to sit and consider it and pray on it, and just really allowed myself to consider it as a possibility, the less insane it seemed and the more certain I became that it it really was God pushing me towards it. It's scary to be guided somewhere outside my comfort zone, for sure, um, to not know exactly what's coming and to just have to trust and have faith that it is God moving through all of this and that it is God guiding my life in a way that I didn't expect um, before. You know i would hear people talking about discerning god's calling and that just seemed like something that other people went through or something that happened to others not to me Um, but god really does speak to all of us Um, i think we just have to to learn how to trust the ways that he communicates with us Um, so as much as it pained me to have to tell michelle and Alyssa that they were right (laughs) um, i have switched my degree program to the master of divinity and I'm working on figuring out the requirements for army chaplaincy and ordination. And as you know, the United Methodist Church has a bit of an issue with homosexuality that it's dealing with. So pursuing ordination as a lesbian is tricky, to say the least. And it adds a layer to this discernment process for me that's definitely challenging, but ultimately um, I do believe is worth it. So, I don't know where all of this exactly is going to lead me, um, but I do trust that if I stay open to God's voice, He'll continue to shepherd me. He'll continue to speak to me and, and guide me where He wants me to go, and that that's what He does for all His children. So, thank you guys so much for letting me share this with you today.
1: Friends, is the good shepherd. God continually, regularly calling us like Carly beyond what we have expected, beyond the fences we have erected for ourselves and into into new life. This, my friends, is the oldest profession, the oldest image of what the risen Christ is all about. About four years ago, now Chris and I vacationed in Iceland and... And one of the things I just didn't imagine, one of the things they, that's, that seems to be missing from all of those iconic Iceland, National Geographic photos of glaciers and, and lava fields and Northern Lights, one of the things I just did not expect to find in Iceland is that they still dabble a lot in sheep there. As we were driving from, from breathtaking waterfall to breathtaking waterfall, we, we were also passing through pastures of sheep and sheep's milk farms throughout the Icelandic countryside and one day our quick tour around the Ring Road we, we stumbled upon a sheep farm that, that boasted about having the best lamb burgers in all of Iceland and so we sat down at the counter and we ate our burgers oh, they were so good topped with sheep's milk cheese and then we indulged in multiple flavors of sheep's milk ice cream And as we did, this shepherd just came alive, excited to try out his English with us, with stories and lessons from the farm. One of the things we learned while hanging out with shepherds in Southern Iceland is that when shepherds call, it is not softly and tenderly. You know that hymn, right? Softly and tenderly, Jesus, is calling but we learned that when shepherds call it is not soft and it is not tender shepherds voices have to rise above the noise of the sheep shepherds have to make their voice heard for all the sheep even the sheep in the back and it doesn't just happen once When shepherds call out to their sheep, they call over and over and over again. It's this perpetual, rhythmic, relentless call that washes over the pasture until the sheep recognize it and begin to follow the shepherd and the ways the shepherd is leading. This, I think, our earliest church friends are telling us is who God is. This relentless, unshakable call that continually washes over the landscape of our lives. And hearing that call and heeding it, well, that's the bedrock of our faith. That call does not always seem like the direction we want to go if we're honest. Sometimes the shepherd is leading us in directions that are not our choosing. That's even happened this year as the shepherd has continually called to us in the midst of this pandemic to lay aside the things that we thought were the most sacred, like like regular in-person worship in order to care for our neighbor, to be good stewards in the midst of this pandemic. And that call continually leading us in directions that are antithetical to, to the way we thought we were going The shepherd, though, always caring for us, always calling. Every day in our families, as our marriages are strained, and our relationship with our children is difficult, and our relationship with our neighbors gets more and more intense, the shepherd is continually calling us to actually practice confession and repentance and forgiveness. This call, relentless, It's this divine call. If the earliest church is to be believed, friends, if John's gospel is to be believed, the miracle is not that God calls anyone. The miracle is that sometimes we go so long and miss God's daily persistent call to us. Christ the Good Shepherd calling us by name continually, lovingly, perpetually, inexhaustibly calling us out of the places that we find ourselves trapped and into the ways that lead to life. May you, in this new season, hear that familiar voice. May you recognize it. May, May your following the Good Shepherd lead you into green pastures and and besides still waters so, so that you might be fully alive. I offer this to you in the name of God the Father, in the name of Christ his Son, in the name of Holy Spirit, amen. Would you pray with me? God, every day you are calling out to us that is not a surprise. That's who you are, the good shepherd, raising your voice above all of the other noise of this world so that even those of us in the back can hear. What's the surprising part, God, is that we, we often do not hear and heed that voice. And yet we, we gather because we want to be your disciples. We want to follow you. You are the way that leads to life. We know this, and yet we often allow the noise of the nearby streets, the noise of the other sheep, the noise of, of this life to prevent us from hearing the shepherd's voice. We know, God, that we are beloved to you, each one of us, and that you have a call for me. You have a call for Carly. You have a call for every single one of us. God, make it clear to us today. And if we are aware of this call and we have forsaken it, turned away from it, been too fearful or self-sabotaged or have doubted. We open ourselves to you, God. That you might lead us to a place where we can accept it. Where we can serve you wholeheartedly. Where we can be the people that you've called us to be. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Friends, I invite you to respond to this God who is perpetually, continuously, relentlessly calling. Respond to this God today by giving to the church. We are grateful for your gifts. There are multiple ways that you can give and you will see those now. May this be a time of reflection, a time of prayer, and a time of response. Hear
0: my words now, be wise to follow them. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image. You shall not take advantage.